Welcome to the Wealth Experience podcast series where our subject matter experts provide the latest updates on what's happening in the world around us. Brought to you by BMO Private Wealth. Hello, everyone. My name is Sylvain Brisebois, and I'm Head National Sales Strategy and Programs and a Senior Vice President with BMO Private Wealth. Today, we're going to have a brief conversation about ESG, which stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. Investors are increasingly applying these non-financial factors as part of their analysis to identify material risks and growth opportunities. With us to expand on this is Melanie Foyolet, Director, Responsible Investments with our BMO Global Asset Management Group. Melanie, thank you so much for joining us today. And let's get started with a few questions. Some refer to responsible investment as a fad in investment management. Are they overlooking something here? And why is this approach here to stay, in your opinion? So responsible investment is definitely not a fad. I think that responsible investment is such a widespread space that there are components of it that uh, the general public tends to focus on. So people have mistakenly conflated it with ethical investing or values-based investing, which is one of six approaches to responsible investment. Uh, where you actually reduce your investable universe by divesting out of certain sectors or certain companies. Um, In fact, responsible investment is actually very um, all-encompassing. So there are a few different approaches that fall under that umbrella, uh, which I'll quickly mention, which are ESG integration, positive screening, impact investing, thematic investing, and active ownership. Negative screening is definitely a part of that list, but it is not the only approach. In terms of why it's here to stay, I think um, you know everybody is realizing that sustainability challenges are all around us. It's really making its way into the mainstream. And um, for a resilient portfolio over the long term, you'll want to know that your Uh, advisors or your investment managers are taking into consideration uh, sustainability risks, which we characterize as environmental, social, and governance. Wonderful. Can you give us an example of that on on this ESG, environmental, social, and governance again? Can you help our listeners perhaps better understand that concept? Absolutely. So in terms of environmental risks, um, the main one I'll mention is climate change. It's by far the number one issue that we hear from our investors on a daily basis. Uh, The United Nations has been ringing alarm bells for some time to say that uh, we are running out of time before the effects of climate change become irreversible. That deadline is 2030. So countries and companies around the world are finally making commitments to be net zero from an emissions perspective um, in the next few decades, if not sooner. So I definitely use climate change as my main environmental example. On the social side, uh, labor standards are continually a front and center issue for investors. And I think COVID has really exposed some of these more dire practices that need to be accounted for. Everything from health and safety considerations in the workplace, to allotment of sick days, to uh, the labor force, and even the recognition of modern slavery in supply chains. From a governance perspective, I would say diversity and inclusion is an issue that has started to be raised with boards and management all over the world, obviously starting from a perspective of gender diversity in terms of representation. However, that definition is now being expanded to include representation of all minority groups. So I would say that's another good example. 
Okay, so we've talked a lot about this, but do you think there's a little bit of catch-up still to be made? Is there a lack of interest or a lack of understanding, perhaps, when it comes to responsible investment solutions? I definitely think there's a lack of understanding. As mentioned earlier, there are many different approaches and ways to implement a responsible investment strategy for an investor. Uh, But for some reason, the negative screening slash divestment uh, approach seems to have caught the attention of the mainstream. Um, what I think is important is educating investors on all the ways they can incorporate a responsible investment strategy into their asset allocation decisions. And personally, um, I think that investors would be equally interested in solutions that employ a positive screening approach, knowing that their managers are looking for investment opportunities that are solving for sustainability challenges. Okay, there's been a lot of press on this, and perhaps it's an argument that is fading a little bit, but does one sacrifice investment portfolio performance when when one achieves or or incorporates responsible goals in a portfolio? Can you speak to that? Because we've heard about this in the past. Absolutely. This is a question we get all the time. So we are absolutely not sacrificing portfolio performance. Obviously, it depends on the details of your investment strategy. But there have been numerous academic studies over the years that have shown that companies with sound ESG practices often rear the same performance results, if not better results, over the long term. So for investors who are looking at a runway of, you know, 20 plus years, they want to ensure that their manager understands these risks um, to make sure that they're um, taken into consideration in their portfolios. So for example, if you think that the effects of climate change will not impact the resilience of certain sectors that you're invested in, I think you'll be sadly mistaken. Very good. And uh, perhaps we can thank the younger generation for pushing us a little bit here. I'm generalizing, but this is a conversation that is spanning multi-generations for our clients today and our and their children, our, our clients for tomorrow. Can you elaborate on, on that thought, please? Absolutely. So I would definitely agree that, you know, the younger generations with millennials and below are looking to make meaningful change with all of the decisions that they face on a daily basis. You know, that includes Uh, the brands that they buy and consume, uh, the investment decisions that they make, and so forth. However, I think that the general public, including the older generations, the baby boomers and above, are bombarded on a daily basis with examples of sustainability challenges in in the daily headlines. So everything from the wildfires in the West Coast and in Australia to poor labor standards in factories. And I think that you'll see that most end investors are very cognizant that these are real threats and you will, you should as an advisor or as an investor, um, increase your questions around what we're doing to solve for them in the investment decision-making process, both young and old. Wonderful. So there's, there's been a ton of information here that you've just shared with us. In summary, Uh, Could I ask you to to have a couple of comments on why you think or what you think are the key reasons for ESG to be forming a part of everybody's everyone's portfolio? Absolutely. So the three things I would mention are that uh, ESG considerations are not going away. We all need to ensure that it is a strategy which is 
used in the management of our own assets, especially for investing over the long term. Uh, the second point is that they are material to the value creation process. So there have been several examples of where a company has lost significant market value due to an event related to an E, S, or G risk that could have otherwise been mitigated. Quick examples include Volkswagen and their emission scandal, or maybe Facebook and the sharing of uh, user data. And then the third point is around sustainability challenges. They are everywhere around us and really present an opportunity for investors to play a key role in solving for them. Wonderful. So if I'm an investor and I'm interested in this, in this concept, where can I go to learn a little bit more on this subject? I would definitely advise you to go to your uh, trusted advisor for more information. I think the first step in this process is all about education. Uh, there is also a, a website that I can direct you to, which is www.bmogam.com forward slash RI leaders for some good um, pieces uh, that can bring you up to speed on the space. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Nalini. This has been really helpful. And again, thank you for taking some of your time today and sharing your insights. With ESG investing being a viable way to reduce portfolio risk, generate strong long-term gains, as it sounds uh, today, and, and uh, make you feel good about yourself along the way, I would, uh, I would encourage our listeners to contact your wealth professionals to discuss the benefits of ESG and how you can incorporate these products into your portfolio. Nalini, thank you so much again, and to all, be well, be safe, and until next time, have a wonderful start to spring. Take care. This podcast series has been brought to you by BMO Private Wealth. Please join us again.